You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome to Napa Valley College Now on Napa Broadcasting. We are reminded repeatedly that California is the world's fifth largest economy, the place where the future always happens first. As such, it presents a unique set of challenges to the state's business, political, and educational leaders. This is particularly true for the leaders of California's sprawling community college system. It's the part of California's educational system that has the primary responsibility for preparing and educating the workforce, not just for today, but for the 21st century. In our community, the core of that responsibility rests with Napa Valley College, which has consistently punched above its weight in the state's community college system. Over the past couple of years, Napa Valley College has faced multiple challenges. The pandemic and the follow-on of financial stress took its toll, and consistent with Napa Valley College's place in the system, it has been at the cutting edge of solutions, acting swiftly to both economic and educational change, and adapting with alacrity as the needs arose. Leading that effort today is the new superintendent and president of Napa Valley College, Dr. Torrance Powell, and it is my pleasure to welcome Torrance Powell here to Napa Broadcasting for the first time. Torrance, thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you for having me. Well, it is a delight to have you here. Welcome. You have been here less than a year. I'm sure it must seem like it's been decades already. (laughs) You you came in amidst uh, many, many challenges that you were facing. But before we talk about all of those, both in the context of Napa Valley College and, and the broader issue of community colleges throughout the state, where you also have a lot of experience. Talk a little bit about your history, your background. You grew up in Sacramento. You've talked a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that history, and and more specifically, how that history plays into where you are today. Ah, The difference between South Sacramento and Napa Valley (laughs) could create its own kind of cognitive dissonance. There are a few differences, yes. Talk a little about that. Well, well, again, thank you for having me. Um, I'll say that that you know it's it's I've I've shared this personal narrative several times, right? right? So for some people, they'll they'll, they'll be hearing it again. But um, in terms of background, I am a, you know, a, a recipient of the value of the California Community College system of the promise that it really uh, delivers upon, and that starts with me uh, all the way back in in the eleventh grade. Um, when I was a, a junior in high school, I, I wasn't the best student, uh, not because I didn't have the aptitude for it, but because the social aspects of uh, high school were things that I just didn't resonate with. And so uh, after the first semester, upon the conclusion of the first semester of my junior year of high school, I had actually uh, failed all of my classes, um, straight Fs, right? And I was on the verge of dropping out of high school, and I had to transfer to a independent study school uh, in the same district, and I was fortunate enough at that school to meet. You know, a lot of people have that person they've met in their life. You know, that mentor. Uh, I met that person in the the eleventh grade, and her name was uh, Misuk Wismuth, and she still teaches there at, at Los Flores High School. Um, she saw potential in me that that at the time I didn't really see in myself. Um, again, I wasn't going to finish high school. But she saw within me the, uh, the potential to, to do more, to be a better student. And so you know, after just a few weeks of working with her uh, as my counselor at this new uh, independent study school, she pulled me aside and said, you know what, I have a challenge for you. Um, you're going to go to college. 
Yeah, I just kind of looked at her and like, are you, are you crazy? Uh, straight F's last semester and you think I'm going to college? No way. Uh, but she had so much belief in me and she pushed me so much that uh, she really bullied me into taking uh, my very first community college class uh, the summer between my junior year and my senior year of high school. And I took my very first college class. It was a uh, English writing class, uh, English co- uh, college composition, and I got an A. And that was, you know, the first day that I had earned in quite some time. Um, And from there, I just really took off, right? There was, I think I found a connection there within uh, the California Community College system, the the engagement of the faculty, the the commitment of the students, uh, the connection that I had with the students. They were all coming from the same neighborhood I came from, dealing with the same challenges that I dealt with. And um, it just clicked for me. So that, that, senior year of high school, I actually took, um, you know, a full load of classes at the community college and got straight A's there. And within uh, a year, you know, when I graduated uh, my senior year, I had, I had transitioned from being someone who was almost on the verge of dropping out of high school to being a, uh, you know, a student with almost a full year's worth of college credits that I could apply uh, to my bachelor's degree. Knowing how one person really turned your life around, changed your life. Talk a little bit about how that impacts how you see the campus here Mm -hmm. at the college, the faculty, the administration, people that have the ability to do for others Mm -hmm. what somebody did for you. I mean, it seems that it gives it an added responsibility and an added view from from where you're looking at it. Absolutely. That is so well said. Um, And again, uh, from a personal narrative, there were there were individuals and people along the way that I that I still keep in touch with that were transformative for me. Uh, one one person was my photography professor. That that uh, fall semester of my senior year, I took a, a photography class with a professor named Jim West, who still teaches at Cosumnes River College to this day, and a very good friend of mine. Um, he was so welcome, welcoming, and embracing of me. And at the time, I was probably not the kind of person you would want to welcome and embrace, right? Because I was really rough around the edges. But he, you know, he just saw, you know, he had so much love and passion for the work that he did and, and just saw, you know, something within me as a student that really connected very much with the material. And, and I see that, you know, replicated here at, at NVC and in our faculty. I see that replicated here in our classified staff and our managers who come to work every day just really excited about engaging with students and transforming lives and very humbled by, you know, the lived experience of having individuals that I can reference back to who were so key and instrumental in my success. And it's very humbling because I recognize the potential for every single interaction you have with a student, even if you're just walking back, you know, passing by them uh, along the hallways, right, or down the main walkway here, um, whether you say hello or not. Right. The tone and the the inflection in your voice, uh, how how uh, willing and able you are to help them work through some of the challenges that they're dealing with uh, that can really be the difference in whether they persist at the college or they decide that this isn't for me. Every interaction that we have with the students has potential to impact that student in a positive way. And so I think the intentionality that, you know, that I ask of myself and the intentionality that I ask of those I work with is that we, you know, be cognizant and aware of that consistently. And we, you know, give our best to these students every day because um, 
just even those little interactions can be the difference in terms of whether they, they stay with us or whether they drop out. And that seems to be more important, I would think, in the community college yes. setting where there's a much more interpersonal relationship, a much more one-on-one that exists. I know you've talked about in, in interviews the idea that some of the best classes that you ever had were on the community college yes. level because there is that more personal connection, I assume. Yes, the the, the emphasis on teaching on um, not just the emphasis on teaching, but the recognition and understanding of you know the circumstances in which our students come to us. You know, we are an open access institution, right? Which means that we service the entire community from the student who can transition straight into the University of California system, but they choose to stay close to home, maybe because of cost reasons, or they don't, they're not ready to, you know, leave the nest. Uh, all the way to the student, you know, such as myself, right, who is either on the verge of dropping out or maybe had dropped out and not completed a, you know, a high school diploma and every student in between there, you know, the students who are, who are in their, you know, middle ages who are coming back because they just want to pick up skills or the students who are, you know, been working in the field for five or six years and they're coming back because, you know, they want to make a career transition or change. So all of those students exist in our classes at the same time. Right. And so it places um, an extraordinary burden on our faculty and our classified staff to provide uh, services for that diversity of student. And so the the I think the professionalism that that our employees here, that our our Napa Valley College community has as it relates to providing optimal outcomes for these students is really second to none. And, you know, we we are the place where these students come to, you know, have these transformative experiences for their life, uh, the place where they, you know, really can get a leg up and, and start to achieve their goals. So um, that, that is something that, and, and this is not me, you know, I'm not casting aspersions on any of the other systems, the CSU or the UC system, but um, that's a, a condition that, that for the most part isn't present in those systems. Right. And, you know, it gives them the chance to maybe focus more on other things, whereas with us, you know, we are really doing a lot every day. You've been in other institutions and other schools in the community college system, both as a student and, and, and as an administrator. How is it different, if at all, here in Napa? I mean, we have our own particular mm-hmm. set of issues here, and I don't mean the, the issues you've been dealing with administratively, but in terms of the kind of students it attracts, the right. kind of community it is, the diversity or lack of diversity in some respects. Talk a little bit about how, what you've seen in terms of the differences here and how you have to deal with that, perhaps differently than you did somewhere else. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that, you know, probably the... The biggest difference that jumps out to me is, you know, us being uh, rural-ish, right? <laughs> where it, Napa exists in this really interesting space, right, where we are, you know, a, a more rural area, you know, very agrarian-based, obviously, with the wine and grapes. Um, but we're also on the on the edge and proximity to some very densely populated urban areas, right? So it creates this, this unique mix of uh, more rural experiences that you might have in in some of the more you know distant districts that are less populated and then also uh you know some of the more urban issues because we do have you know students that are coming to us just from you know down the freeway over in Vallejo and um, so it creates this interesting environment that 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 I don't think there are a lot of community colleges in the state that you know have this diversity in terms of what you know the average student coming to them 
you know, what their background might be right. or, you know, what their career objectives might be. So, again, you know, that that broad swath of, of, of service that we experience within the community college system for us is even broader because, you know, we do kind of toggle between those two spaces. And I'd say the other piece that, that, that really differentiates us and makes us stand out from some districts is the incredibly strong connection to the community. Um, when I'm when I am out you know, publicly meeting with people, speaking with people. Uh, it, it's one degree of separation from Napa Valley College. Whenever I tell people where I, where I work, you know, what I do, it's usually followed up with, you know, I went there. Or, oh, you know, my, my, my cousin went there. My mom takes classes there now. Um, you know, my husband went there. He, he got his start. And it's followed by you know, these narratives from people who had direct connection, if not in their own personal lives, then in people who were very close to them with the college. And so it makes, you know, the really the college this this asset and this resource that, you know, in, in different areas around the state, the community college may not be as integrated and as uh, influential in, in people's success as Napa Valley College is. What do you hope to do in terms of enhancing that, in terms mm-hmm. of bringing the community and the college even closer? Because that's an issue that has come up over the years from, from time to time. It's a really good question. I think, you know, the first thing we need to do is, is, is to make sure that um, our strategic direction is in alignment with the strategic direction of our service area and region. Now, I'm a workforce and economic development guy, you know, having worked in uh, that, that particular aspect of community college in Sacramento. And, you know, I have a lot of experience in connecting with, with industry and ensuring that the community colleges that I worked with previously uh, we're, we're creating the academic programs that were leading to uh, employment outcomes for people within the service area. And at Napa Valley College, we're really any community college in the state, being that we are the only public system that does career education, right. you know, CSU and UC doesn't, it's imperative that we are, uh, you know, really on mission critical of making sure uh, we are creating those programs where we're actively engaging with our business industry and our community to ensure the areas of study are really promoting uh, regional economic development and producing employees for the region. So that's one aspect. I think the other area is making sure that we're really keyed in, connected to the additional uh, public services, the nonprofits, uh, the other organizations who are working with the student demographic that we serve. Now, we are, as an open access institution that is extremely low cost, we're very attractive to first generation students, to students of color, uh, very attractive to students who, you know, may be first generation Americans, right? So, you know, making sure that we are connecting with uh, our partners who also provide services for those students to promote their success, because oftentimes it's not what happens in the classroom that can, you know, be the biggest barrier to student success. It's other things. It's it's access to transportation, it's housing, it's food insecurity. Um, these These issues, I think, are key as a community college for us to make sure that we are leveraging partnerships with those strategic partners who do provide services in those areas so our students are not falling through the cracks. And where we don't do that, it's a missed opportunity, but where we do, those are uh, really transformative resources that can lead to student outcomes that are very successful. I want to talk about enrollment here, but before I do that, I I want to get your thoughts on the broader issue of enrollment. In so many ways, it's counterintuitive that we're seeing a drop in enrollment in in most of the community colleges throughout the state of California. 
I think that there was the general belief, at least people talked about it during the pandemic and coming out, coming out of the early stages of the pandemic, that people would stay locally, that they would, there were mm-hmm. economic issues, that we were going to see this boom in community college enrollment, right. and kind of the opposite happened. Talk a little bit about that first, and then we'll talk about here specifically, but, but your general thoughts about it. Yeah, it's a good question. It, it, in the years, I've been in the community college system for, for 13 years now, right? And I, I've gone through, you know, a few, a few ups and downs as it relates, you know, to the economy, to the, 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 the global economy, to the national economy, to the state economy. And this post-pandemic environment is, is unique in the 13 years that I've been in this system, and it's unique for most of my colleagues who've been in for, for many more years, maybe twice as long. And generally speaking, this is the trend that would happen, right? When when we're in economic booms, our enrollments go down, right? We're right. counter-cyclical to the economy. Right. When we're in recessions, our enrollments go up, right? Because there's fewer jobs, so people go back to school, uh, get, get retrained, learn how to do something different, or maybe you know, transition career fields. Uh, this is the first time in the post-pandemic environment since I've been here and, and the first time in, in the experiences of many of my colleagues who've been in the system longer than me that we've had both, you know, a, a dip in our, in our economy and, you know, a, a dip in college enrollment. Right. And so the question that we have as a system is, you know, first off, why, right? And then secondly, how can we you know, how can we break that cycle, right, and make sure that we are promoting the value of what we provide to the students that we're here to serve. And um, post-COVID, you know, COVID really has been a game changer for us because it's revolutionized, um, you know, not just how we deliver, um, you know, education as a product, but it's revolutionized or it's, it's really transformed the expectations of the students that we serve to where now the question for us becomes, you know, what modalities and how are students expecting to be able to access higher education, right? And, and are we really on the cutting edge or, or staying relevant enough to our students relative to what their expectations are, relative to what their, their life realities are, their, their ability to access our courses? Are we staying relevant enough for those students? And, and if not, how can we transform and adapt and grow so that we're still meeting those students' expectations? Mm-hmm. And locally, when we look at it, we have a demographic problem, that, that we have an yes. older and older population in the county. I mean, we've seen it with K-12, with schools closing, with lower enrollment in K-12. Talk about how you see dealing with that within the context of, of the college and its, its needs. Yeah, so of course our our quote unquote traditional college age is is you know it's shrinking here um, in the not just in Napa Valley but in many parts of the state right everyone's you know kind of going through something similar uh, I think it's it's really kind of a national trend right but again as a community college we we do more than just provide uh, general education transfer credits for students for those traditional eighteen to twenty ish. Uh, students that would go on to a CSU or UC. Um, that's one one leg of a three-legged stool for us, mm-hmm. right? The other two legs are, um, are our career and technical education, as I already mentioned. Right. And then the third leg is lifelong learning, which that third leg is something that within the past 15 years or so in community college, we've done a really good job as a system. Right. Uh, well, not us as a system, but the state legislature has done, I think, a really uh, good job of, of minimizing that as a priority with the emphasis on, you know, transfer pathways and career education 
Um, there's been some very intentional legislation that has made it more difficult for students to come to us if they just want to, you know, take an art class just for personal enrichment. Um, here at Napa Valley College, you know, the strategies that we need to employ to ensure that we're still relevant is taking an honest assessment of who our potential students are and then making the pivots and shifts to our enrollment to really meet those students' objectives and needs. We, we will always have a, a, a large need system-wide and region-wide region -wide for career technical education and, you know, workforce training, workforce development, upskilling, and, you know, career changes and transitions. And so really taking an honest assessment of what our career technical education portfolio here is at Napa Valley College, uh, engaging with our regional community partners, with mm -hmm. our, uh, you know, champions of industry uh, to identify what the uh, forecasted trends will be in employment sectors and then create those training programs, those uh, career technical education programs to meet that need is, is going to be a big priority for us. The other piece is, you know, we have to lean into the fact that we do have an aging demographic here in Napa Valley College and there's a lot of things that they like to do, right? And I've had discussions actually with, with, with Dr. Nimco about this, uh, really finding ways for us to, to augment and to you know, supplement this, this, this desire for personal enrichment and lifelong learning and lean into that as a community college that has uh, the capacity to offer more of these courses given our funding structure, given the, uh, the strength of, of, of our non-credit programs. These are things that for us, you know, will be you know, potential growth areas that we need to assess, you know, what the, what the interest and the demand would be uh, in, in those spaces. And, and we do have, you know, some real uh, I, I think assets in this space, right, in, in that we have more flexibility given that we are community supported uh, to do some of these things that, that other colleges that are more enrollment driven uh, mm -hmm. wouldn't have the capacity to do. And two of those things that, that may be game changers coming forward are one, housing, yes, we talk briefly about, and two, what's going on with, with the winery and viticulture program, which has been the beneficiary of a, of a large donation, which will allow that to grow. Very much so. And, and student housing, people are, are going to get sick of hearing me say that <laughs> student housing is a game changer for us. But it is, right, especially given the size of our student housing relative to um, our overall student population, right? We're, we're, our student housing uh, is projected to have uh, just under 600 beds, right? And not all of those will be for students. Some of that's family housing. But if you look at that in the context of you know, a college that has enrollments that hover around 4,000 students, that's a pretty big percentage, you know, of, of students right. that could be in residence here. And as we look at student housing as an asset to bring students physically back on campus, it, it also is a great asset for us, right? Because as much as students love uh, distance education, you know, the online classes or the hybrid or the high flex courses, uh, they do much better in traditional on-ground courses if we look at course success rates. Mm -hmm. And so growing and maintaining, you know, a robust on-ground presence for us is, is very important. As we continue to make strides in, in, in improving outcomes in distance education, uh, and, and there's a lot of progress here that, uh, that this college specifically has had uh, that, that I think I'm really proud of that, 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 that in some ways leads the state in what we're doing. As we look to do that, you know, we still want to make sure that we are promoting our traditional high success on ground courses and the student housing project will be key to that. 
And the winery and viticulture growth will also make the programs here unique in, in so many ways. Yes. I mean, that that is our signature program, right? And it, it's it, as it should be, right? It's Napa. It's, it's, it's you know, it's wine country. Um, and I think that it's also a model for how we want to grow in other programs that are that are you know, have the potential for the same degree of alignment with with our industry partners mm-hmm. and employment opportunities. Right. I mean, within that program, we, we have we have real heavy hitters that serve on our, you know, on our board there on our, on our VWTF board. And uh, we have strong, you know, contributions from, you know, many, many of the champions of right. the industry here, uh, as it should be. Right. Because we are actively working to support, you know, their businesses by producing uh, students that can go straight into, you know, their wineries, straight into their vineyards and, you know, really help them grow and, and you know, help them be uh, successful in what they do. And so that that really presents itself as a model for other industries and uh, areas where we can replicate that, you know, that type of relationship. And before we wrap up, talk a little bit about your feelings about Napa. You've been here a little while, uh, not yeah. the college, not the campus, but the community and, uh-huh. and how you how you're seeing it. You know, I I love Napa, right? I I, uh, I was asked uh, I was at the uh, the Rotary Rotary Noon Rotary meeting a couple of days ago, and uh, Bruce Ketron asked me, um, "So why did you pick Napa, right? What brought you here?" And I told him this story. I said, "You know, I was actually driving through Napa um, in 2012 here for a weekend, and um, was just just hanging out with some friends, and I um, saw the campus." And I drove by and I thought, you know, it'd be great to work here, right? Like I love, I love the, the valley. You know, I've been coming here for years, just you know, socially to, you know, to hang with friends or to go to Bottle Rock, and and I've always thought this would be a great place to work. And so as I was on my way out that same weekend, I actually pulled into the parking lot, uh, parked, and just walked around the campus for about 20 minutes. And, you know, I really thought to myself, I could really see myself working here. Right. And I at that time, I didn't know much about uh, the college or, you know, even the valley per se. But as I've grown to know more, uh, both as as someone looking at this you know position several months ago and then someone who's been working here for for several months. The thing that that I really love and value and appreciate the most about uh, Napa is the strong sense of community. Right. I mean, I've I've, I've been on, uh, you know, Marketplace and in the paper a couple of times and I'm walking into, you know, the grocery store at like eight o'clock at night <laughs> in my sweats and my, you know, in my, my hoodie and, and people are pointing at me like you look familiar. Right. There's this strong sense of community. Um, and, and as I'm out moving in uh, some of these other you know, kind of regional areas and spaces if I'm visiting, you know, the Chamber of Commerce event or, you know, going to an after hours event. When I meet people, the excitement that they see, you know, that they share with me just around, you know, having me here as a person and the, the, the engagement that they have with the college, the passion, the commitment they have towards ensuring the college is successful is something that is, uh, quite frankly, I wasn't really expecting it. You know, I didn't I, I haven't experienced that degree of, uh, you know, welcoming. I haven't been embraced um, as quickly and as thoroughly, you know, by a community as I have uh, here just in a few months of Napa. And that's something that uh, I just I really cherish. And it, it, it makes me uh, just so appreciative to be here. Dr. Torrance Powell, I thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh.